Okay. <clears throat> let me just get... Let me just wet my whistle. <laughs> you ever hear someone say that? I, I've heard that, yeah. How old was that person? <laughs> Pretty old, huh? <laughs> my grandmother used to say that. Something to wet your whistle? I got called Boomer on the internet this week. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, oh, not like a Siasin. Or uh, an Oklahoma athlete. As in, you're an old person. Yeah. And you know why? Why? Because I, I said that uh, I eat meat. By the way, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> it helps the algorithm. <laughs> All right. People who really want to have a good time won't come to a slaughterhouse. And we've got entirely too many troublemakers here. Too many... uh. 40-year-old adolescents, felons, power drinkers, and trustees of modern chemistry. It's going to change. Be nice. That ain't working. I want you to be nice. That ain't working. And you'll both be nice. <laughs> so much as my uh, wife was a giant. But, um... I want you to be nice. Until it's time to not be nice. <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure that's the way you do it. (laughs) (laughs) The Reeves Company. All right, crack open a tip of Genesee. Watch the pictures as they travel through your neighbor's Wi-Fi. It's The Reeves Company. I'm Steve Reeves, the bull of American Broadcasting, alongside the great Chris Morganti. How are you, Chris? I'm good. I just did this. Does that make me a boomer? Possibly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Anything does. Yeah. Anything young people disagree with right. makes you a boomer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tonight we have a very, uh, I wouldn't say exciting motion picture to share with you, uh, but it's one you might enjoy some of the elements we've uh, set aside for you to check out. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about uh, last weekend was the Super Bowl. Right. We've been hyping this for a while. You and I had a Super Bowl wager. We did. You know, as disappointed I was that my team, the Philadelphia Eagles, lost the Super Bowl in heartbreaking fashion. Controversial um, fashion. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I suppose. But um, at least I had to solace myself the fact that I did not lose a wager on top of that, which you unfortunately did. And as a result, next week, I will tell the folks. Well, I don't believe it's next week. We're, we're wait. We see, Steve has to shoot an embarrassing scene a result of, as a result of losing this wager. And uh, the scene has three participants in it. And uh, we don't have that many people here. So uh, we have to wait until we do, which I understand will be sometime in March. Oh, uh, oh crap. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, in that case, in its place... You have brought a news article. Yeah. Um, and this isn't a funny or hate crime, although we did discuss whether or not this would qualify for that segment. But uh, we decided that this that uh, this does not. Yeah, this kind of stands on its own. It's, it's just a story from the Hanover State Opera in Germany, where apparently uh, uh, this, this article is very poorly written, so I have to piece this together as yeah, I go it's, here. It's from Insider, and yeah. if you're familiar with Insider, it's not exactly the most reputable. Uh, I, I don't think they have a style sheet. I, it's real hit or miss with that, but uh, anyway. Uh, apparently, there's a director there named Marco Gecki. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I, I would guess Gurkha. Gurkha? German? Yeah, I, I'd, okay. I would bet Gurkha. We'll go with Marco Gurkha. And uh, he... he uh, I guess he also wrote this ballet, or just did he just direct it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. A critic really took issue with it, and she said that it, she compared it to being, quote, driven insane and killed by boredom. <coughs> um, so he, he objected to that, and in response, he uh, smeared dog poop on her face. Or as they call, as they call dog poop in Germany, uh, Hundscheise. So... Uh, he, he's since apologized, but the, the critic was not accepting his apology. And uh, she, she says it's premeditated, uh, but uh, Gurki says that um, he, he had just been taking his Dachshund out to do his business at the time during a break in the ballet. And when he picked it up, he then saw the critic and uh, lost his temper. 
<laughs> so, um, <coughs> yeah, the, it was an opportune moment for sure. Now, fortunately, Steve, we are immune to this type of criticism on this show. Yeah. Because no one watches it. Yeah, that, that, uh, that sets us apart in many ways. Yeah. And, you know, from many, it excuses us. It absolves us from many uh, acts of, I wouldn't call this violence. I, uh, I would call this japery. It's, it's assault. Hijinks. It's it's a, a, I believe hijinks. it's a form of assault, even though it's not particularly violent. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So uh, what is the ultimate result of this? Has he been charged with a crime? In Germany? No. (laughs) (laughs) This thing's likely to get you Tinder dates in Germany, (laughs) not not criminal charges. (laughs) Fair enough. Shall we, um, yeah? I just want to point out I I did not work on my Wyatt Earp impression before this show. I mean, you're doing this whole Doc Holiday thing. Oh, was, well, yeah, yeah. I was okay. not prepared for this. All right. But. Well, I'm sorry. I kind of put right. you on the spot. Yeah. You can't. Yes, and. All right. <laughs> Shall we do our go into our movie of the week of the week? This one is called simply Twirl. Mm. It aired on October 25th, 1981 on the National Broadcasting Company, directed by Gus Trinokis, or I'm sorry, Triconis, Gus Triconis. It stars two classic sitcom actresses, Lisa Welchel, best known as Blair on The Facts of Life, Uh and Erin Moran, a.k.a. Joni on Happy Days. And Joni Loves Chachi. Yeah. The uh, spinoff. Correct. Mm -hmm. And there are other... Notable stars in supporting roles we're going to be seeing as well. Yeah. And frankly, Steve, it's about time uh, somebody took a hard-hitting look at the uh, behind-the-scenes uh, machinations that go on in these twirling contests that we've heard about for years. <coughs> I don't even... Who, who came up... Uh, I remember my sister. This is what, 1981, we said? Yeah. I remember my sister. She was a kid at the, that time, and she had a baton. I guess it was a fad at some point. I, I don't know. Was she obsessed with it? No. Was the entire town obsessed with it? Not to my recollection. Oh, man. So Lisa and Aaron, they portray high school students, and they're also best friends. They're both contestants in something called Miss Twirl USA. It's a pageant. And it's an event described in the, in the synopsis as being similar to Miss America with the primary focus on baton twirling. Yeah. And in the Texas town where these girls reside, it's called Meadowville. Nothing is more important, Chris, nothing more essential to life than baton twirling. Not Friday night football, not remembering the Alamo, not hair extensions, nope, baton twirling. Mm -hmm. And the Miss Twirl USA competition in particular, and that takes place in Meadowville. Imagine how the people of Meadowville felt when uh, they heard that the Hall of Fame for baton twirling was going to be built in Cleveland. <laughs> so let's uh, meet Erin's family. Her father, Matt, he's one of the organizers of the pageant. Great. Which I think might constitute a conflict of interest, but that never arises as a concern to anyone. We'll see quite a few conflicts of interest <laughs> in the course of this film. <laughs> um, her, her younger I'll sister, be your Huckleberry, Steve, but you're taking us a little too far. Okay. Ah, just need a deep breath, that's all. All right. <clears throat> Morning. Looking pretty good at this, sweetheart. Thanks, Daddy. Daddy, is Bonnie Lee gonna win? She sure is, aren't you, baby? Mm, I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> you know, little girl, when I'm playing tennis and I say to my partner, this is an important point, let's go get it, he says, I'll do my best. Well, I know I can forget it. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Well... Now, when are you going to go out and practice piano? This afternoon. Yeah, we saw Erin's uh, younger sister, Tracy, in there. She's an aspiring participant in this pageant. She's too young at this point. Yes, also a former sitcom star. She was in Benson. Oh, was she really? Yeah. She played the governor's daughter in Benson. Oh, okay. Well, Matt, he's Erin's uh, father. 
He has a meeting that morning with local leaders. And to illustrate his importance to Meadowville, they present him with a gift. On the job, are you, fella? All right, let's just all sit down and get this thing over with. Now, you just hold on a minute, Matt. What? Now, we all know Matt and everything he's done for the community and for us. Matt, I've, I've got a joke for just about everything, especially if it's serious. <laughs> for once, I don't know nothing funny to say. For once, you never do. <laughs> <laughs> Except, thank you, Matt. From all of us, thanks. For everything. <laughs> it's the biggest gold baton in Texas. Biggest gold baton in Texas, huh? Yeah. Did that strike you as odd? Like, gold's pretty valuable. Uh, if that's solid, or even like 14 karat gold, that thing would be worth tens of thousands of dollars, wouldn't it? True, probably, that, but that's how much he means to the people of the town, especially the fellow leaders yeah, of the community. I, I mean, if it's just gold-plated, that's pretty much worthless all then. So, so, in between the two, I don't know. And if anything, it looks silver to me. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we are watching a, a yeah forty some year old program, four eighty p upload of a of a forty year old movie, right, so. right, right? And surprisingly, he doesn't beat them all to death with that. Uh, <laughs> that's what I thought was coming. I thought <laughs> because the way he repeated it, uh, the the biggest gold baton in Texas. <laughs> I expected the next scene to be you know four ambulances lined up. With four body bags being loaded into the ambulances. I think you're onto something, Steve, because uh, if somebody had approached me in 1981 and said, we want you to write a screenplay about baton twirling, they would have gotten a horror movie. <laughs> Instead, they, they, they really focused on the art of twirling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and to my surprise, Matt loves the, loves the gift. Yeah. Because this is Meadowville, and he's one baton-loving fool. Yeah. Well, that afternoon, Aaron and her best friend, Lisa Welchel, they're having dinner at Lisa's house. Lisa is also a top-seeded competitor in the Miss Twirl event. There are 30 contestants, by the way. Lisa's mother is played by Stella Stevens. She's best known for co-starring with Elvis in Girls, 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 mm. and with Jerry Lewis in The Nutty Professor. Oh, okay. She also died the day before we shot this episode. Passed away from Alzheimer's at the age of 84. And if IMDb is correct, this was her first role following a facelift. You girls almost finished? We just sat down. Well, come on, hurry up. I don't want to spend all night doing your dishes. We'll do them. You have got to practice. What's the big fuss? Just a few dishes. She's in a terrific mood. What else is new? Did you know, Bonnie Lee, that uh, I used to be quite a twirler when I was your age? She knows that, Mama. <laughs> I know that, Mrs. Moore. <sighs> Whoops. <laughs> of course, uh, I wasn't quite as good as you girls, but I did all right. Yeah. You know how funny that scene would have been if it had been Chris Farley in that role? <laughs> <laughs> I used to do a little bit of trolling myself. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Now, uh, as you saw, as you saw, Stella's drinking wine and also twirling a baton because that's what women did before the invention of the true crime podcast. <laughs> Let's just jump a little bit further. <laughs> by which I mean farther. Lee? I don't think so, Mrs. Moore. Why? Did she have the body for it? Can I have my baton back, Mother? Not yet. I'm not through. <sighs> Finally, who do you think's gonna win this contest? Well, I don't know. I don't know all the contestants. <laughs> I mean, between you and Jill. You're drunk. Yeah. Jill is the name of uh, Lisa Welchel's character. Yeah. You know, I just noticed something watching that, Steve. Um, th it looked like they did a handheld shot on that scene. And uh, 
I, the only reason I can think of is that the, she was so out of control with that baton that they needed to be able to back the camera away at a moment's notice. But, uh, yeah, I just picked up on that. Not thing. an experienced twirler? It did, sure didn't look like it, no. <laughs> so the girls go out to the porch and talk about what would happen between them if one of them becomes Miss Twirl. Erin says she'd be happy if Lisa took the crown. Lisa isn't so sure she'd feel the same if the converse occurred. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a tie. There won't be a tie. There never has been. There's always a first time. Bunny Lee, you gotta promise me that no matter what happens, we'll always be best friends and nothing will come between us. I promise. Twirlers promise. I'm noticing in that scene, too, the camera's going back and forth. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. But I very rarely notice uh, filmmaking techniques. I wouldn't call that a technique. It's, uh, I don't know what's going well, on. Well, cinematography. Uh, I, well, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, I said everyone in this town is twirling mad. Yeah. But there is one person in Meadowville who appears to have a more rational and a non- baton-based worldview. And I'm talking about Aaron's mother. Bonnie Lee? Mm-hmm. I'm worried about you. Why? What for? I never see you doing your homework anymore. How you doing in school? Okay. I think we're placing too much importance on this contest. Well, it is very important. I know, but you've been in a lot of contests, and they always seem to be so important. Well, they are, especially this one. Mama, this is the biggest. Miss Twirl USA, I could become the number one twirler in the country. And enjoy all the spoils that go along with such a title. Mm-hmm. Such as? Well, we're going to find out in a little bit. But first, I want to remind the folks that the pageant is, of course, Miss Twirl USA, not Miss Twirl Meadowville. So contestants arrive by bus from out of town and also out of state. Here we see Matt as he welcomes the newcomers to town. Attention over here, please. Thank you very much. My name is Matt Jordan. And on behalf of the citizens of Meadowville, Texas... I'd like to welcome each and every one of you to the 21st annual Miss Twirl USA. You know, I've never seen so many good-looking women get off a bus in all my lifetime. Well, yeah, because they're typically able to get a ride anywhere. Yeah. Uh, that's reference number one to how an adult makes to how pretty these high school girls are. Right. Which wouldn't fly in uh, 2023, but... Yeah, well, this was 1981. Yeah. And people were adults. Yeah. <clears throat> so, meanwhile, at Lisa's home, her mother reminds her of the benefits that in no possible way await a girl who wins this contest. Hmm. Honey, you could get to be Miss Twirl. Win a college scholarship, become a celebrity. How? Travel? Where? Maybe even get in the movies. <laughs> in Everybody how? Who? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> we also find out that the, uh, the college scholarship, which, by the way, is probably the only real thing of all those things, yeah. uh, it was a whopping $2,000, which I think even in 1981 probably was only about a semester's worth of, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and probably junior college. Yeah. So uh, Stella has more to say to Lisa. Let's let's hear this. Uh, <clears throat> Thank you. And another thing, I don't want you to be seeing Bonnie Lee anymore. What are you talking about? I'm talking about she's competition. And I can't see any reason why the two of you have to spend so much time together. We're best friends. Well, you can be best friends after it's over. I'm going to see Bonnie Lee anytime I want. No, you're not. And that's an order. What are you going to do? Follow me around every minute of the day? No, I'm going to have a drink. Uh -huh. 
because they haven't yet invented Pinterest. Wow. So local families volunteer to put up uh, the visiting twirlers. Aaron's family, for example, they welcome an out-of-towner called Vanessa. Now, we're going to meet her in a minute, Chris. But first, Aaron's sister, Tracy, the younger one, the mm. one from Benson, mm. she has a secret to share. Can I tell you a secret? Sure. Promise you won't laugh or tell nobody. I promise. Twirler's honor. Twirler's honor. I sleep with my baton. What? Oh. I'll tell you a secret. When I was your age, I slept with my baton too. <laughs> Come on. Well, there's a number of ways we could go with that, but let's take the high road, Steve. Uh, well, let, let's see the next clip. After an initial greeting, Erin and Tracy show Vanessa to her room. Well, this is it. It's terrific. But I didn't mean for you guys to have to double up. Oh, hey, it's no problem. Can I see your batons? Sure. Uh, would you like... So that night, Vanessa is outside practicing with her fire batons. She has batons that you light on fire. Right. You know, the ends, like, you know, people juggle fire. It's sort of like that, but there's fire on both ends. Yeah, and she twirls them. Um, and it leads me to believe that the girl who played Vanessa is the only actual twirler in the movie. Oh, okay. Because she's the only one whose face you actually see. You see her face and her hands at the same time. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so that night, uh, yeah, Vanessa's outside practicing, and this troubles Matt. Can't sleep? That girl's real good. I'm sure they all are. That's why they're here. Imagine practicing at this hour of the night. You know, I'm starting to wonder if that teach we got by leaves any good. <laughs> Matt, Brett has her own twirling camp. She's one of the best teachers in the state. Then we should have got the best one in the country, damn it. Not as if I can't afford it. The girl was ready for two batons years <laughs> ago. What are you laughing at? You! It's 11 at night, and you're talking about twirling two batons. Honey, I think you're losing your perspective. Don, I want Bonnie Lee to win this thing. So do I, but if she doesn't, it's not the end of the world. You know, that's the kind of attitude I really hate. It's got loser written all over it. Twirling is only a hobby. Doesn't have to win a scholarship. Like you said, it's not as if you can't afford it. Twirling is incidental. We're talking about winning. That's what life's all about. You look at the Olympics. A man wins a gold medal. He's a winner. He gets a silver medal. He's a loser. Yeah. Now, there were many times throughout this movie, Chris, where I wondered if the original intention was to make a movie about football. Mm. With the focus on two men whose sons were best friends but were vying to become the starting quarterback of the high school team. This movie makes perfect sense in that context. Sure. And only that context. My guess is NBC bought the script and some genius there decided to replace every instance of the word football with twirling. Uh, you, I believe you are 100% right about that. Also, something I noticed watching that scene, Steve, is that um, if you put too much emphasis on your child's twirling, it will uh, impact negatively other aspects of their education. Uh, and they'll end up saying real good when they, what they really mean is really good. Yeah. That girl's real good. All right. Sorry. I apologize for all the coughing co uh, folks. I have a, uh, I have a, a minor issue going on right now, but uh, it's, uh, I'm getting better. And I apologize if that's uh, invasive and troubles you as a viewer. Um, so there's an ongoing ceremony of sorts. What? I'm sorry. There's an opening ceremony of sorts. Okay. And uh, here we see, well, let's just take a look at, uh, at part of this, because I know you, you have something to say about this. Y'all glad you came? Yeah. Are you little ladies going to win? Yeah! Uh, Who said that? Well, well I did match his I just couldn't find a costume that fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, that's our police chief, Big Ed Morgan. He hadn't made an arrest in 20 years. We like to keep him around, though. <laughs> A police chief who hasn't made an arrest in 20 years sounds like someone's a rising star in the Democratic Party. This is a Chris Morganti excellence in broadcasting moment. 
So after the uh, opening ceremony, if you want to call it that, uh, Matt introduced the judges and everything, and, and we met the uh, sheriff, the incompetent sheriff. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's no crime in that town. That's my hope. Um, the contestants and townspeople, they file out to the parking lot where a potentially disastrous situation awaits the gals. No crime in this town, huh? Don't we see a statutory rape later on? <laughs> well, let's uh, let's let's uh, let's see what's going on. All right. I don't know. All right. Not sure. If <laughs> I would. Guys, man, 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 man. What's your name? We'll take you wherever you want to go for your charge. Driver accepts no tips, only phone numbers. Hello, darling. How about a ride? I'm only going a block. Look, I'll drive you. I wouldn't want you to get lost. I know where I'm going. Well, now, see, you know where you're going, see. But I don't. And, uh... You live here? Yeah. My name's Buddy. Oh, I'm Sherry. I'm pleased to meet you, Sherry. (laughs) (laughs) Coral fever. Catch it. <laughs> I mean, that was at least an attempted statutory rape right there. Well, uh, and that's a, that's a very 80s, and the 80s had just begun. Yeah. But that's a very 80s line. Yeah. Um, and that, of course, was uh, Shooter McGavin. Yeah, or Travis Cole. Yeah. Um, he eats pieces of shit like you for breakfast. And I'm sure he's legitimate. He, uh, he had that cardboard sign taped to his van. Oh, I didn't notice. So I, I'm sure he actually works for the uh, transit company. <laughs> He's so, got twirl fever. He does. That's what I have, in case you're wondering. It's twirl fever. <laughs> and I just can't stop coughing tonight. <clears throat> so as the pageant proper draws closer, Lisa lowers the boom on her friendship with Aaron. Come on, you're not going to listen to that. Look, my mother isn't exactly subtle. She is my mother. You mean if we're going to concentrate on winning, friendship has got to be put aside? Yes. Yeah. So Matt hears about this conversation. Who's Matt? Matt is the father, Aaron's father. Oh, the uh, hard ass. Yes. Gotcha. I've said it at least 12 times for this reason. Uh-huh. Because I don't have a notable role to call him so that you will be able to keep up with uh, what the what the characters' names are. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we've never seen him in anything before or right. since. Right, Yeah. Now, he hears about this conversation, and that night he visits Stella to confront her. He wants the girls to remain friends over the course of the pageant. During their conversation, Matt makes reference to the fact that he and Stella were once lovers. Now, Lisa, she overhears this, and she's disgusted. And a little later on, her mother explains. Here's a picture of him in the band at the prom. I had a crush on him then. Of course, we never uh, fooled around until about four years ago. Your daddy walked out and left me full of debts. Matt, uh, well, he, he helped me out financially, you know? Gave me a little money. And, well, he didn't ask for anything in return, but I felt obligated. That kind of thing is a trap. It's nice to have nice memories. I hated myself then. I hate myself even more now that you know. There's a lot going on there, Steve. So Blair from Facts of Life, her mom had an affair with Joni from Happy Days' father. Is what is what happened there? Correct. Yeah. So Blair knows that her her best friend. She knows that her best friend's dad cheated on her best friend's mom, which is uh, unknown by anyone else at this point. I mean, that'd be a hard thing to carry around. Yeah, that's heavy information for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so, as long awaited, the pageant begins, 
And the first round is the personality portion. And this takes place privately in an empty gymnasium with each girl answering a few questions before the panel of judges. About their sex life. You know, because they're in high school. Well, some of the questions, and let's give an example of some of the questions. Uh, do you kiss on a first date? Yeah. I think is what you're referring to. You kind of took things a bit farther. I feel like that's inappropriate. You made a, <laughs> you made a leap in logic. You feel like that's an appropriate question to ask a girl in high school. It is weird, but in 1981, yeah. it you know. I feel like that would have been weird in 1981, but I don't know. All right. Another question is. Would I you... wasn't around in 1981. Oh, yes. I'm so, uh, not a boomer. Yes. yes. Contrary to uh, <clears throat> some people's opinion. Um, another question. Would you like to be first lady? Yeah. Now that you would ask them, would you like. You, that would be sexist now. Yeah. You would, you would have to ask them if they want to be president because, you know. We've almost had a female president. We may have one in tomorrow. Uh, judging, <laughs> judging from uh, from a couple of the news press conferences I've seen recently. This is a Chris Morganti excellence in broadcasting moment. So even though we've watched a few scenes that illustrate how commonly vital baton twirling is to this town, you may still think we're exaggerating. Well, let's visit the local honky-tonk and give a listen to the bar band fronted by Kinky Friedman. Set the world on fire Like a drive-in Cinderella In a Chevy named Desire So leave your teddy bear at the county fair Honey, Hollywood's on the phone Okay, wait, 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 can we stop it? Now, Steve, we have a problem playing music on this show because of copyright issues. Yeah. Uh, this song is apparently so bad that no one is willing to claim authorship over it. Am, am I right in that? I, I hope so. This, oh, he did release it two years later really? on a studio record, yes. <clears throat> well, as bad as that is, it gets much worse in this movie. Stay tuned. All right, well, uh, that is, uh, we don't have to see the rest of this clip. You get the general idea, touting uh, all the things that happen when a, when a young girl w wins a twirling contest. Okay. Becomes an international superstar. Okay. She gets Madonna'd because she did this. <clears throat> this is this town's equivalent of a narco corrido. And judging from Friedman's lyrics, Lisa's mother isn't alone in seeing baton, uh, baton twirling as a path to stardom. Mm. So Connie enters this bar and spots one of the judges of Miss Twirl. She heads right for him. You think I'm wearing too much makeup? No, you look fine. Oh, come on now. You are the expert. You can tell me. You look terrific. <laughs> you sure I'm not wearing too much eye makeup or too much blush or too much lipstick? Carolyn, why don't you believe me? Because uh, I think I have on too much lipstick. And I think I want to take some off. Yeah. Just to be, again, just to be clear on what's going on here. Okay. Blair from Facts of Life, her mom is attempting to influence the outcome of the Miss Twirl competition by sleeping with one of the judges. Yes. Yeah. And the next day, the judge, uh, because when, uh, I guess afterward, the judge, his name is Norton, and he finds out, um, she tells him, my daughter's in the competition, right. and her name is Jill. And he recuses himself. He tries to. <laughs> He goes to Matt, tells him what happened. Matt Jordan? Yes. <laughs> tells him what happened. I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome to Meadowville. That happened earlier in the movie. Sorry. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> so he does go to Matt and tries to recuse himself uh, from the uh, jury pool, as it were. I mean, it is the honorable thing to do, I suppose. Yes. And frankly, if I were judge of a uh, twirling contest, you'd look for and I could somehow parlay that into sleeping with someone, <laughs> and then and then as a reward or a punishment, not have to judge the twirling contest. I'm taking that deal every time. Yeah. So you're saying Norton isn't so honorable? It's just, he's just an opportunist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's see how Matt reacts to what Norton has, and Norton comes completely clean about what occurred the night before. Right. Let's uh, see Matt's reaction. Do you feel that you're still qualified 
to judge objectively. I'm not so sure. I don't know what my attitude towards this girl's going to be when I see her. Well, it's not the little girl's fault. You're not going to make her pay for it like that, are you? It's not that I'd mind if you did, you see. I have my own little girl headed in this contest, but that's not the way I want her to win. Now, you and me are going to forget about this whole thing. Because any man who has the courage to come up to me and say such a thing and then ask to be disqualified is a man whose integrity I would never question. Now, we should note, in case we haven't, that he told Matt which girl's mother this was. Right. So, Matt knows. And Norton does stay on as a judge. So, soon, it's time for the talent portion <laughs> of the competition. Now, obviously, contestants aren't allowed to twirl batons until the final round. Eskimo brothers? Is that the term? I don't know. What, okay, what? never mind then. <laughs> but any Jim, other... you don't know either? All right, never mind, never mind. Any other display of skill seems to be in play. Let's take a look at how varied some of the talents on display are. bone, mandible to the clavicle, scapula to the ribs, costal cartilage to the 12th. Yeah, that's right. Aaron Moran's talent is piano playing. Heather Locklear's is bone identification. Yeah. And in case you're wondering if they play a whole trumpet piece, they do. They play it in its, you would, if anywhere should have a montage, it should have been there, but they they played a whole trumpet solo. Okay. All right. Well. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. Were you just about to play that? No. Well, uh, uh, not, not yet. We're going to see a little of this. But uh, yeah. I think you saw a shot of the judges there, including Ed Kookie Burns, who serves as the MC, But he's also a judge. And we haven't got to him yet, and we won't really. But he's been knocking about the periphery. And just like in Greece, he plays a smarmy minor celeb who hosts events for teenagers. That's an odd way to be typecast. Oh, in Greece, was he the, the beauty school knockout? No, he was Vince Fontaine, the uh, DJ who uh, hosts the prom. Okay, I don't know. All right. Yeah. After a montage of other contestants and their talents, such as roller skating, ballet gymnastics, there mm -hmm. is a montage here. Mm -hmm. Vicky Sue mm -hmm. Robinson cover songs. It's Lisa's turn to shine. Let's check out some of her Hayden trumpet concerto. Not all of it, Chris. Don't worry. Don't panic. Don't secede from the union. It's like three minutes long. Well, we're not going to see that much of it. Let's uh, take a look. 20 seconds. It seems like Matt is keeping Norton on the uh, the voting panel to use it to his advantage, to use it to his advantage. Yeah, I just picked up on that now, seeing that again, that he probably thought, well, I can't give her the highest score because then yeah. I won't look impartial. Now yeah. he knows, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Kuki takes another judge out for a dinner date, and uh, between uh, they're leaving the restaurant, they go to the parking lot, and they're, they're on their way to another bar, and uh, they hear a sound coming from the van adjacent to Kuki's vehicle. Okay. We'll think about Buddy, it. Wait. Shh. What are you calling? It's smart. What's going on here? Uh, nothing. Nothing going on. <sighs> Sherry, I can't believe it. We were just talking, Miss Wadsburg. That's right. We were just talking, and uh, nothing happened. And I look, I'll look. Wait. You. You get out of here. 
And don't you bother coming back tomorrow. You're fired. Oh, great. That's just fine with me, because there's only one day left of this job anyway. Go on. See you, Sherry. Now, I know that you feel badly, Sherry. But this is the kind of thing that could ruin your life. But we didn't do anything. I swear. We'll see that. But there is I've, still a half. I forgot that you left out the Mia's when we were going to stop this scene. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to point out simply that it was Shooter McGavin, but we already introduced him earlier. I didn't realize we were going to do that. So, uh, so my bad. But I will say this. Uh, fatal fatal error in this scene. Uh, am I wrong? Isn't it if the van's rocking, don't come a-knocking? They did the exact opposite <laughs> of that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry that I uh, made a little bit of a, uh, what do you call it, a miscommunication. Miscommunication, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, at last, it's the final round. And that, of course, is the twirling competition. We see a few of the twirlers do their thing before Lisa and Aaron, the hometown girls. Then they take the stage one after another. And Lisa's performance is flawless. Okay. Let's see how Aaron fares. Can we pause, though? Yeah. Uh, Anytime you see any kind of uh, fancy trick, I don't know what else to call it. The basic twirling, yeah. You see Aaron Moran doing that. Yeah, it's always a, a, a an enormously wide shot. Anytime there's anything fanciful going on. Oh sure, yeah. She's not a twirler. No, I, I feel bad for the extra who had to get that horrible perm. Right. Not the extra, the stunt woman, the stunt twirler, whatever you want to call her. It could be a wig, but it could be knows? a wig. But yeah, what what was the song? Is that uh, hooray, hooray for the Red, White, and Blue? What is that? It's a Sousa march. Yeah, yeah, Sousa march, right? And before this, they play the entirety, and I swear to God, it's the entirety of Yankee Doodle Dandle. Yeah, um, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Right. Why? Who wants to hear that? Well, it's free. And yeah, they shell out so much money for that Kinky Friedman song. What you hear, it, it's a, it plays, a, I noticed this watching it the second time, it plays as a theme in background music during uh. other scenes, the melody. There's like a Muzak version that you hear during other scenes. Yeah, I mean, we've talked before, like notably in that one movie where they had uh, Hungry Heart. Yeah. Like, wow, it's rare that they would have Hungry Heart in here because they don't have the budget for that kind of thing. But we've never, it's never gone the other way. Where we're like, this music is so bad. Couldn't they have found something in the public domain better than this? They didn't know one guy with a synthesizer who could whip something up for a couple hundred bucks and sell it to the movie. It's, it's distractingly bad. All right, well, <clears throat> let's see how uh, Aaron does. Still not through the routine. Stars and Stripes Forever, is it? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. Uh, now, yeah. in case you haven't been following, and, and you know, I understand. But uh, that she's the she's the one with the hard-ass dad. Yeah. Yeah, who was driving her to be the best. And, of course, she's the one. She's under a lot of pressure. She drops the baton. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I'm, like my uh, the guy that ran third leg on my uh, 4x100 team back in high school. We went to state championships. So, uh, yeah. Drop the baton again, Benny. Thanks. <laughs> well, Erin continues her uh, routine. 
but there's hardly any point. She's not on the path to superstardom afforded to all previous winners of Miss Twirl USA. After the debacle, the, what? The debacle? It's that pageant fever. <laughs> Lisa has been Tw- ignoring her said twirling fever. Twirling fever. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Lisa has been ignoring her best friend all leading up to this uh, final round, effectively breaking her twirler's promise. Well, she consoles Aaron. So now, the four voters take a full 24 hours to decide the winner and two runners-up. Yeah, it's long enough for the hard-ass dad to go home, get drunk, and then sober up to hear the results. Yeah, and I think that's also uh, so that we could see that happen. Yeah. They just needed uh, Gus Traconis. He needed a shoehorn in this scene where he tries to come to terms, Matt does. He tries to come to terms with his daughter being a baton-dropping zero. So, can we pause it? That's a really ostentatious trophy room. Like, how many of those trophies are really anything that anyone would care about at all? Well, the judge that Kuki is dating in this, uh, she won 200 competitions in okay. however long a career. Um, what is uh, what is Erin? You want to say 16, 17? Okay. Possibly 18? Okay. I, maybe, maybe it's possible to achieve that many. All right, I'll ask you again. How many of those trophies are anything anyone would care about? Oh, no, nobody cares about any yeah, of this. Yeah, gotcha. This was a football movie, Chris. Yeah, yeah. There's no Vince Lombardi right. in that room. Right. 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 Cut that light off. What do you plan to do? Never speak to her again? You're always professing to love her so much. Is this the way you show it? Just can't understand what happened out there. It's a simple trick. She was trying too hard. Not hard enough. The pressure you put on this kid the past few months has been unbelievable. I'm surprised she hasn't cracked sooner. I don't understand what happened. She was doing so well up until that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next day, the results are announced. Oh, great. So shall we give the, uh, shall we say how this ends up? Sure. Let's, uh, let's bring up a photo of the uh, winners, the three winners here. Okay. We do have a photo. Uh, I can say Lisa is crowned Miss Twirl USA 1981. You mean Blair. From, Blair. Uh, Facts of Life. Yeah. yeah. Now, Vanessa, she's the house guest. Incidentally, um, she comes in third. Okay. And uh, there's another contestant who uh, places. We're going to see. Uh, we're going to see them right now. Chris, comment. Hmm. An Asian, an African American, and a white girl finish in the top three spots. Are there racial quotas at the Miss Troll USA Championship? This is a Chris Morganti excellence in broadcasting moment. All right. So uh, everybody doesn't go home yet. The winners are announced, but everybody doesn't go home yet. There's an after party. And oh, let's God. see, uh, you, don't, you, you don't think the after, after party was a good time? I don't even remember this. Okay, I was thinking you were p- perhaps thinking that really they want to keep this thing going in yeah. this town. Everybody just wants to go home and take a nap. <laughs> <clears throat> let's see what happens at the after party. Thank you. 
Yeah. So I guess Matt realizes there's more to life than baton twirling. Aaron and Lisa, they've remained friends. And now everybody goes home. Apart from Aaron's younger sister, who was outside on the competition stage twirling with no one around. And she narrates the final scene. Are we going to see that? No, we're not. I thought we'd just tell the folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, please. Well, yeah, she talks about how she wants to, I don't remember, she wants to become the next twirler. Yes, and her love of twirling and how she fell in love with it and how uh, she has goals and aspirations to be a successful twirler. Yeah. And it seems to suggest that she may be Matt's next best hope of fulfilling his lifelong dream of being Miss Twirl USA vicariously through his daughter. Yeah. Anything you want to say, Chris, well, before I we do, rate I, it? Yeah, I do, because, man, that scene we just saw where they, they hug at the end. Yeah. And, and I've been making fun of this movie the whole way through about how stupid it is and everything. And then it gets to that scene, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, ha- I have a 13-year-old daughter. Well, sure. It, it's, uh, as stupid as this one, it tug it, tugged at my heartstrings at the very end. Well, that's got to help your rating. I guess. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'll bump it up from zero to one. <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, I, I thought I would be giving this a zero or a one, but it wasn't as bad as I anticipated it to be. Um, that's really the best thing I can say about it. So you're giving it one Meredith Baxter? Uh, no, I'll give it one and a half. Okay. Because honestly, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Um, and much like the movie we watched last week, which we realized it was for 14-year-old boys, I think was what we decided on. Right. Um, this is not. This is made for us. Um, this was made for high school girls. and And so... I can't judge it too harshly in that light, so. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Chris, I give it two Meredith Baxters. One, because Lisa Welchel is kind of chubby in this. And the other is because halfway through, I started visualizing the football movie this was undoubtedly meant to be, which allowed me to somewhat enjoy it. There are only those two things to enjoy about this film. And one thing's for sure, I'm glad I never have to watch it again. Hey, wait, it's Twirl Director Gus Traconis. Essen meine Hundscheiser.